Attention sharp, pointed, and insightful. This is Stacy on the Right on American Family Radio and Urban Family Talk. We have one of the greatest blessings ever to be living in this country at this time. There's a culture war brewing right now, and it's a culture war different. It's a different one from the 80s and 90s. It's one fundamental question. What is America? You are on the front lines of the war against communism coming back to America under the guise of democratic socialism. I want everyone to take to heart Donald J. Trump is never going to let it happen. And as he said to Congress, America will never be a socialist country. Uh, there, are, there are a whole group of people that say you can have a faith, just leave it over there. Just don't bring it out of your house. And one of the greatest challenges we have to religious liberty in this modern day is people that actually claim a faith that don't live their faith. I, I tell people all the time, if you have a faith, live your faith. People that only practice their faith on weekends, I try to remind them things that you only do on weekends are called a hobby. And now, Stacy Washington. Yeah, it's me. I'm live and direct from CPAC on Media Row, and it is so exciting to be with you. And speaking of living our faith, we're going to get our daily confession really quickly out of the way because I have so many fantastic guests for you. I just want you to know the reason I sound so excited is because I'm sitting next to Cassie Smithy of the RNC. Yes. So, you know, we talk all the time and she and I are best buds, but we haven't met in real life, which we now have. And so we're smiling at each other and nodding and we're both wearing red and we're awesome. So first, let's talk about the good news. It's who I am in Christ. I am accepted. I am secure. I am significant. Three verses. I am God's child. John 1 and 12. I am free from condemnation. Romans 8, 1 through 2. And I am significant. I am the salt and light of the earth, which is Matthew 5, 13 through 14, which we are all the salt and light of the earth if we're living for Jesus Christ. So as you heard in the intro clip, if you're not living your faith, if it's not a seven day a week thing for you, then ramp it up, go for it, live it to the best of your ability. We get one life, we get one day each day, we don't get any do-overs. And if you're doing this thing to the fullest extent of your ability, you're gonna get the maximum return, which is a true relationship with Jesus Christ that is real and living, that will impact your life, not just here, but in eternity. And that's the daily encouragement for today. So now I want to welcome Cassie Smedley. She is the RNC national spokesperson and also all around like super cute person. Like I just told her she was like a living Barbie. It's so awesome. I love knowing awesome chicks who are super smart and also look great. And so we're going to just talk about CPAC and just like this has been so awesome. I got here last night and... I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie. I have my little banners. Uh, you got to check Instagram. I have my banners up on there, and my stuff looks super cute. My my little marketing things are cute, and I also got new business cards this time, which are super cute. And they're also still the race card. If you've ever met me in person and I've given you my business card, I've also played the race card because it has the word race on the back. And I never play the race card in real life, so I play it with my business cards because I still want to be a part of you know the bar- black barbecue, et cetera, et cetera. So that's happened. So, <laughs> Cassie. How are you finding the CPAC? How, how, what do you think about the crowd size and everything else? Well, I have to say, quick shout out for your branding because I walked by and I thought, gosh, that's so much fun. And then, oh, oh. let me turn her up a little bit. Let's see. Is that number? Maybe that's I a green one. Closer. Oh, there we go. How about that, Devin? Talking to that. Does that feel better? Now do we sound like we're really Oh, that's next a lot better. Other? Yes. Okay. <laughs> we are we're literally like 12 inches from each other. And but I walked by, I saw your sign. I thought, "Well, that is a fresh, refreshing, fun signage." And then I looked 
down a little and I saw it was you. We knew yeah. it. We'd never met, but yeah. we knew. We just so knew it was we've, each other. we've never met fun. in real life, but I feel like I know you because we've talked so much on the show. And then, of course, I see you on Fox and Fox Business, and I see all of the different hits that you guys do when you're not just advocating for the president, but spreading the message of the Republican National Committee, the Republican Party platform, which is limited government and freedom and liberty, and really just, it's not just the opposite of what the Democrats are doing. It's a methodology that enables Americans to be successful on their own without having to constantly look to the government. That's so right. And we're having this very serious and pivotal conversation right now in our country about socialism versus capitalism. It's not just the fringe left. It's not, you know, Bernie Sanders spent a lot of time in the Senate sitting by himself. Mm -hmm. And now his platform, his policies that he lives and breathes are the mainstream of the left. And that's the conversation we're going to have every day until 2020 and even through that because that's what we're fighting about right now is capitalism, the opportunity to live the life you dream of versus the government taking over every facet of your life. And I have to tell you, I'm so excited about this CPAC in particular because the RNC has sponsored 20 rising stars. Oh. And these are one of them is Joel, who I follow him on Instagram, and he and I are like, we have a, a standing date. He's got, I think he's here. I'm going to get to meet him. Joel maybe Patrick. Yes, 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 yeah. So he's one of your 20 rising stars. Yes. So talk about that a little bit. What What do you mean, like rising stars? I think I, I think I got a, a little hint, but. Talk to the listeners about what that's going to be. Well, many of them have already risen. Like Joel Patrick, he gets like a million views on his Instagram he has videos. He 150,000 followers on Instagram. It's crazy. In a year, he said that only really started a year ago. But so the Democrats are over there digging their own graves with their socialism talk. But then all of these people are saying, gosh, that, that party doesn't, there's nothing there for me. So they're kind of lost in the middle. Where do they, what do they do? Where do they go? And it's our part from a Republican party, and in particular the RNC working on behalf of the president, to say, we are the people that can welcome you in, that have the policies that are empowering your life to make you better, to allow you to live a better life. And we know those folks are out there. We saw a lot of these rising stars on the campaign trail last fall. They volunteered, took it amongst themselves. Some of them, like Joel, we knew of because they have these crazy online followings because they go out there and they unapologetically speak their truth. And it's amazing to see that they're you know, 18, 19 years old, some of them, and that they're like, I have no problem with this. This is what I believe. I know this is what's right. Most all of them come from places where they don't know other Republicans. They definitely don't know other Trump supporters. Mm. It's not in their schools. It's not in their friend circle. Sometimes it's not even in their family. But they see that the alternative is too grave to be an option. Mm. And it's worth it. They see the results of President Trump, and they are out loud and proud to go out there and proclaim that. And so we brought them here because we said, all right, we love you, mm -hmm. but we want you to be a part of our operation. So they're going to be, they're going to be like taking their platforms and kind of using them to speak out about this message that we all care about so much, which is really, it's not just individual liberty and relying on yourself. It's also what that does for you when you're successful yourself, it frees up more time and energy to serve in your community, to um, to tell other people about how to become successful, to really spread what you have out further. Right. And I think that's something that we kind of miss because liberals think they're just so selfish. They're just like, they're successful. They don't care about anyone else. It's the opposite. When you actually address your own personal issues and you get those under control, 
you're much better equipped to say, wow, I care about this issue, I'm going to give to this organization. Instead of saying, else. hey government, take money from Cassie and give it to that because you know, she looks too successful, give it to Cassie. So these rising stars will be going out and taking the message of the RNC, conservatism, Republican Party platform, and just pushing it out there. Yes, so these four days, not only are they going to to CPAC, but it's been a boot camp of here's how you organize in your community. Maybe that's just the kids you get together with to play video games on a Friday night. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's at your church, but we want you to be a very important part of what we're doing um, across the country. And so they are energized. Some of them, last night I was talking to them, we had our Trailblazers Awards reception last night, and they were like, I'm on cloud nine. Mm -hmm. This is so cool. I've never been in a room with so many people who agree with me or think the mm -hmm. way that I think. I love that. And it's so motivating and inspiring. So I think we got them hooked. They're bit by the bug. And now we're going to stay in touch with them. Some of them, maybe you'll even see them more on your show. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. we did some media training with a few of them. Uh, but they are energized to go back out at home and to say, we've got a message that's worth telling, and I'm going to be one of the the messengers. Mm -hmm. I am empowered to do that, not just for myself, but as you say, I want everybody to know this good news. I want everybody to know the opportunities that we have in this country because we're Americans, first and foremost, we have more opportunities than most can dream of. Yeah. But because President Trump has put us first and has put many of us first who have been overlooked our entire lives. Absolutely. And so I think it's important for us to highlight that this is an environment that comes to us via a president who ran on this. So it's not like he's pulling rabbits out of a hat and we're shocked. He said, I'm going to go in and I'm going to make the best deals that have ever been made. And I'm going to get rid of the bad deals and I'm going to grow the GDP. I'm going to create an environment in which the private sector can make more jobs, not government jobs, private sector jobs. And I'm going to say to business owners, let me get these regulations out of your way so you can do what you do best because our small business owners are the drivers of our economy. So it's been something that he said he was going to do. Apparently, he has a whiteboard in the White House where he's written the things down and he lines through them with a dry erase marker when he's done. I heard that. That's I not it. something that we've seen before. I'm not sure we'll see it again. And so that's why I know, I know people get a little upset with me because they're like, oh, you know, Christian radio and you should really be nonpartisan. But the show is not nonpartisan Stacy or Stacy on the nonpartisan. <laughs> it's Stacy on the right. And I'm not ashamed of that because I, I believe in big ideas that work. And if something doesn't work, I don't want to keep doing it. But if it does work, I don't want to just say, oh, that works for me. I want to say, look what works for me. Oh, look how this can work for you. Oh, let's all do this or some variation of it so we can make this work for us. So um, I think it's, the Rising Stars program is fantastic. And I have to say on air for the podcast, because it'll be forever, this is awesome. This is like a bucket list thing for me. I've met Cassie Smedley. We are hanging out. We're doing whatever. geeking out. Over We're here. geeking out. <laughs> and so I'll be talking to you again, probably, I, I'm thinking next week because we'll need a rundown from the, the visit that the president's doing in Vietnam. And I think um, everyone's trying to frame it as a failure. And I don't think it's a failure that he met with Kim Jong-un, even though they came away without a written agreement or a treaty. I wanted to give you the last word on that before we close out. Well, often people have been equating this rather more accurately to when Ronald Reagan stepped away from the table in Reykjavik with Gorbachev, and we know how that ended. Mm -hmm. Donald Trump says, I want to get this done. I want to do this deal, but I want to do it when it's right for the American people and when it will be effective. And we're not there yet. We have different ideas of what that needs to look like, and we're going to keep working on it. That's good leadership. That's what we want. We don't want anybody to be premature on something this serious. We've come a long way. We have not had a nuclear test in almost 500 days. They have not had a missile test in a little less than that. 
they've promised not to start them up again, we're still progressing in the right direction. And I'm glad that we have a leader who, I know he wants this very badly for all of us, mm -hmm. but not at the expense of a bad deal, especially when he's spending so much of his time rewinding these other bad deals from his predecessor. He doesn't want to it, take that risk. It's just exactly as it should be. Going slowly means we're going to get more of what we want. And I think the North Korean people will also benefit greatly from us actually crafting something that isn't just for us or just for them, but actually a bilateral, true bilateral, which unfortunately a lot of Americans don't even know what that is because they've seen the bilaterals from the previous presidents, that, which have really been other laterals. They've been in the favor of Everything the other. Everything for them. Yeah, yeah, nothing for us. And <laughs> like Donald Trump lateral. will never do that. So. Cassie Smedley, RNC National Spokesperson and all-around beautiful person. Thank you. Thank you for coming on today. Thank you. Can't wait this to talk to you again. Gift. Yes. All right. You. So we are going to have Sidney Powell, former prosecutor and all-around expert who I played some audio from her. I think it was earlier this week. And we were marveling at how astute she was on this issue of it's, it's a witch hunt. It has nothing to do with Russian collusion, nothing to do with laws broken by the president everything to do with framing him as someone who needs to be impeached. So we're going to be speaking with her in just a couple of minutes. Um, I'm going to say goodbye to Cassie. Thank you so much for coming on today. All right, oh, so no. that is live on the radio. You just heard me. I said hello. I said goodbye. She's been with us here. And I also want to preview just a little bit. We're going to be talking about this PETA extremism harming everyone. I went to a dinner last night where we had a speaker who he's going to come on the show so he can explain this to us in depth. Uh, probably next week. We're also going to be speaking to John Miller and Kevin Jackson and so many others where, honestly, <laughs> we're taking a selfie. We have just been so fortunate to have um, such great guests. And it's been like old home week where I've gotten a chance to speak to so many people that I haven't seen in years. It feels like I haven't been to CPAC in like maybe longer than is probably good. I saw Lawrence, too. Uh, you guys know he's on the five and outnumbered and all that good stuff. And I remember meeting him here at CPAC, and he and I sitting and talking about doing media and getting, getting you know, started. And he, since then, he's now working for Fox News, and it's been so good uh, to see him and other people. I was actually on Wilkow a little bit ago, and we were talking um, talking about just the experience of growing from being just someone who came on shows to now having my own to now having my own program. And when we were talking, and he was kind of highlighting when we first met, it took me back to this idea that I had when I was first here, which was I just wanted to talk about being conservative and not have it be about me being black. The permanent tan has nothing to do with this. It's about believing in a system of government and believing in individuals and not the government control. So. I hear the music. Right after this, we're going to have former prosecutor Sidney Powell joining us here live from CPAC 2019. The Arlington National Cemetery. Hello, everyone. I'm Tim Wildman, president of American Family Association and American Family Radio. On our spiritual heritage tour in September, we'll be going to the Arlington National Cemetery where we will visit the tomb of the unknown soldier and the changing of the guard. What a moving ceremony that is. We'll spend several hours at the Arlington National Cemetery, what I consider really to be the crown jewel of our nation's capital. We're gonna be going in September. We're gonna be seeing all the sites in our nation's capital, Washington, D.C. We'll also go to Mount Vernon, the home of George and Martha Washington. There's so much to do and see. We also have a Williamsburg, Jamestown, Yorktown part. If you'd like to go on that as well, you're welcome to do that in September. 
For all the information, simply visit the website spiritualheritagetours.com. Spiritualheritagetours.com. Hi, I'm Crawford Loritz with a Legacy Moment. I know a woman who talks incessantly. She dominates every conversation. Well, it's really not a conversation, but more of a monologue. She has difficulties keeping jobs because she talks more than she produces, quite frankly. She doesn't keep close friends because very few people can take her verbal barrage. You know, sometimes the less you say, the better off the situation is and the better off you are. It really is true. Some things are better left unsaid. That's why Proverbs chapter 13, verse 3 needs to be taken to heart. The one who guards his mouth preserves his life. The one who opens wide his lips comes to ruin. The one who guards his mouth preserves his life. The one who opens wide his lips comes to ruin. There are two observations from this text, very simple observations. Number one, what we don't say can save us from ruin and heartache. What we don't say, and I don't mean to be dishonest or hiding the truth or withholding important and pertinent information that needs to be shared, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm really talking about over-communication here, saying something that's not right. What we don't say can save us from ruin and heartache. The second observation is this. What we do say can destroy our future. For example, think about that woman who can't keep a job. Just think about the economic financial price she's paying simply because she just talks too much. She talks more than she produces. We say things that affect our future. People won't be able to trust us. They can't depend upon us. Well, here's what I want you to remember today. Let's exercise discipline when it comes to what and how much we say. You and I are perfectly capable of talking ourselves right into some pretty big trouble. Legacy Moment is a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Global Ministries. You can download episodes of Stacy of the Right from the podcast page on AFR.net or UrbanFamilyTalk.com. Now, back to the show on American Family Radio and Urban Family Talk. My friends, every time socialism really gets going, it ultimately is rejected by the people because guess what? It doesn't work. Never will, never has. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Stacy on the Right. Um, we are live and direct to you from CPAC 2019. And we're excited because our next guest actually played a little audio clip of her from an interview she did. And I had no idea I was going to be standing down at the America's Voice television booth where they carry the program uh, on the live stream. And I was just chatting with Bettina and up walks former prosecutor Sydney Powell. So I had to run over and give her my business card and say, will you come on my show today, please? And she was so great. She was like, of course I will. So her book is License to Lie, Exposing Corruption in the Department of Justice. She's an author and attorney. And she has a piece up at townhall.com. I want you to go there. I'll put it up on the Facebook page on the next break so you can check it out yourself. But it's at townhall.com. It's by Sydney Powell, former prosecutor. Sydney, thank you for joining us today. Oh, my pleasure, Stacey. It's nice to be with you. So I'm, I'm excited because I, you're, you're from, this is your area. When people talk about the swamp, you've lived it, you work with these people, you know them. It's not that you're projecting or, or making it up. These are the folks you used to actually work with. Oh, yeah. License to Lie came out in 2014. It's all true. And no lawyer's ever had the, quote, stones, end quote, to write a book like that before because it names names, including of federal judges who were phoning it in and not doing their jobs right. So when you talk about what the, 
what we've called the swamp. The president coined that term. The swamp is fighting back right now against an electorate, 60-some-odd million Americans who said, we want someone different. We want a ball and chain, or a, chain or a, a, a breaker of the system to come in and tear down what has really become, it's not even two-party anymore. It's just it's two sides party. of the same. Exactly. Yep. So when you say, the title of your piece is Michael Cohen's congressional testimony shows his irrepressibly lying ways. You heard him talking this week. What was the point of having him on for a few days? Was it to distract from the president being in Vietnam, or was it to set the narrative so that we can now see the Democrats move towards impeachment? It was a combination of the two. Remember Nancy Pelosi talking a year or so ago about uh, the Democrats' wrap-up smear job? I mean, that's what this whole thing against the president is. It's their wrap-up smear. Uh, they want to disparage him in every way they possibly can so they can knock his ratings down with the electorate and or impeach him. The, from the beginning, the whole Russia collusion narrative was to set him up uh, to try to keep him from becoming president to begin with and then to try to set him up for impeachment if that didn't work. So it's, it's been a frame from the beginning. So when you say that, and, you know, bear with me here, I'm not a lawyer, I don't play one on TV, but there are actually structures set up within our government and the agencies by which these people have been able to, to make this happen. Because yes. if it wasn't so, we wouldn't, we wouldn't be talking about a witch hunt, right? It's, exactly. They're using what's already there against the sitting president of the United States. Yeah, they knew how to manipulate the system, and one of their most egregious abuses is of what's called the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Court. There, there was an act passed a long time ago called the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act. As you might imagine by the name of it, it was intended to apply to foreign intelligence spies mm -hmm. from other countries uh, and people who were trying to infiltrate our government or you know, spying on the U.S. and doing destructive things from foreign governments. Well, they have used it against American citizens and falsely so. And the, the process of the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Court is totally secret so that even when an American is targeted for that kind of, of conduct, they don't know it. So they don't even know that the warrant is being obtained against them. There's no representative for that person in the court. The FBI is simply able to make something up, as apparently they have done any number of times. And, and go get this most intrusive of all possible kinds of warrants. Where they can read your email. They, they can listen can to your phone calls. They can do anything. They can get anything and everything about you. And depending on the kind of warrant they get, they can get everybody that uh, knows you or communicated with you. And then they can get everybody that communicated with them, depending on the kind of warrant they get. Wow. So it can involve thousands of people. And, and then on top of that, we know from a decision of the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Court that was heavily redacted but released about a year and a half ago now that Mr. Comey, in his FBI status, gave illegal, unlimited access to the raw NSA database, the National Security Administration database that collects every freaking thing on everybody. He gave access to that to three private contractors beginning back in 2015, maybe before. And they were mining that at their will 
completely unsupervised for whatever they want. That's what led to all the unmaskings, all the illegal unmaskings of Americans, where Americans' names were disclosed for their communications with anybody that Samantha Powers and Susan Rice and other people in the Obama administration wanted to put the names of in President Obama's daily presidential briefings and then spread throughout the government agencies. I mean, they literally weaponized and informed every government agency on any American citizen they wanted to, and they used it for political opposition research. And I bet we're going to find out that one of those organizations that Comey gave that unlimited access to that raw data to was Fusion GPS. I can't wait, because at some point we have to have enough information that can impeach this kind of wall that they've set up. Now, as we close out, and I want to make sure, I've just tweeted out your article. Um, the book is Licensed to Lie, Exposing Corruption in the Department of Justice by Sidney Powell. Um, and they can go to Amazon and get this? They can get it at Amazon. It should be in all the stores now. It's taken me until this last year to even find a distributor for the book. I mean, it has been major, majorly suppressed. Well, that means you really have to read it. So I'm putting it on my list. I'm in a conservative women's book club. I plan to put this up next month when we get together. And it's all true. And all the dialogue comes from real court cases. But it reads like a John Grisham novel. It's got five stars on Amazon. Fantastic. And I've got a YouTube channel so you can watch. Uh, Mark Levin featured me on his show a few weeks ago. It's uh, been the number one bestseller in all kinds of categories, and it made number five nationally a few weeks ago. Thanks to Mark Levin and Rush Limbaugh's recommended it. Newt Gingrich, a, a bunch of folks. Have. Fantastic. Well, so former prosecutor Sidney Powell, thank you for coming on today. It's a pleasure thank to you. meet you. And I look forward to talking to you again on the, on air you too. by phone, of course, because yes. we won't be here. But yeah. thank you. Oh, and check out the T-shirt at creepsonamission.com. Okay. And you guys know how much <laughs> I love a good T-shirt. So look for that on the live stream. I'll be getting one of those as well. Thank you, Sydney. Thank you, Stacy. Appreciate all that you do. All right. Uh, we are going to say goodbye to Sydney, and next up we have Kevin Jackson, who is here right now. He's going to slide right in um, and take these headphones here. Now, Kevin Jackson and I actually used to live in the same town. He now has left for the warmer climates of the southern part of our country. And, you know, the thing with Kevin is we even used to go to the same church. This is how much overlap we had. Kevin has been doing this a little longer than I have, and by a little, I mean a lot. Not true, not true. But I'm younger than Stacy. I, I, I'm not sure about that. It, you know, that could I'm be true. I'm also taller than Stacy. Okay, now we know he's he's on a track where he's not telling all the tr the, the complete truth. I'm but Jesse Smollett, and I am taller than Stacy. <laughs> Kevin is actually one of my favorite people, and I, can I just say why? Because he may not know this, but... He's one of the people in the conservative movement who makes me laugh consistently while telling the truth and gutting the enemy. He does these things, three things, like a triple threat all the time. Yeah, he, he really, he doesn't, he doesn't ever pull any punches. And I've been, I think, really blessed to have had his ear. Sometimes I, I reach out to him and he always takes 10, 15 minutes with me and we kind of bat things back and forth. And that has been the the thing that has kept you in the movement, you have staying power because you've written the books, you've done the work, you've crisscrossed the country, you've been on Fox, you've been on every, every station, every channel, but in the end, it's the truth that you tell that really keeps you where you are. What well, are you thinking about this CPAC here? Okay, so first of all, I want to tell everybody, there's a young lady that was standing in front of the, the podium here, the radio row here, her name is Liz Mattery, 
huge fan of Stacy's, and while oh. we're talking, she's like, "That's Stacy on the right. That's Stacy on the right." So I want you to understand. I'm very privileged to be talking to Stacey. I don't know if I've ever done your show. No, I don't think you have. Yeah. So yeah. Well, I think it's because we've always had overlap it, on timing. It really is yeah. that. I mean, it isn't like you haven't invited me or whatever. Yeah, I, don't yeah, want, yeah. I don't want to imply no, that. No, no. He's I, actually, I've, I've kind of chased him down, and he's just busy. And so this is fantastic super, for me. Super busy. Yeah. Truly, truly. But, no, so Stacey does a great job. And, and um, look, we get up every day fighting for truth that people talk about this is a conservative convention this is a convention of people who are realist pragmatists who look at the world through the eyes of mostly i would call religious you know views and it and religion is not a dirty word it, it's something that we all ascribe to some sort of a higher form i'm talking about the average human being now i'm not talking about leftists so what, we, what we're doing here is we're talking about things that matter. You know, the left wants us to believe that killing a baby when it's born is okay. And, and they, we're the demons. We're the ones going, what are you doing? That's barbaric. And they go, what do you mean? It's a woman's right to choose. Really? You know, look, walls don't protect you, right? That's another lie they're telling us. They're medieval. Yeah, they're, you know, walls are medieval. They're, you know, they're Nazis and they, they symbolize all this oppression and all these other things. So we are here just to say, when does the truth get a voice? And I'm, and I'm always thrilled to be here and, and to have this kind of a gathering. By the way, um, I checked, and not a single gay black guy has been hurt in D.C. since these people. I know, you're looking at me crazy, but not one. I don't know. I, do we have any verification? I mean, well, it, we have police reports the, or a it, lack of police it, reports? As, as a left would say, it ain't over. Right? Okay, all right. <laughs> but so I'm we still just, have a couple more days for some two, gay black two people Two days to get left, but, but you, you make sure you get the update to the people. I'll no check. gay black men who are appear on the show Empire have been hurt. Even though I did hear some people talking about messing with Clarence, uh, with uh, what's his name, Howard? Oh, Cl- uh, Clarence Howard. Well, look, Terrence, Terrence Howard. Terrence Howard. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hurt some boys. I saw rumors. a heavy police presence, though. <laughs> maybe it's because there's just too many cops here. Right. Could maybe, be. maybe that's what it, it is. It could be. But no. So I'm. I'm I love it. I, I come here. Every, well, not every year, but pretty much every year. And what I'm what I'm hoping that we get out of it and start refining is what are how are we going to solve these problems? Because what I hate and I know you hate this, too, because especially, you know, because we're always going to be in the news. Black folks are always in the news. We're the squeaky wheel. I hate when people tell me. So let's redefine the problem. We know the problem. How about we start solving things and we finally have a president. And, and look, I'm no Trump. You know, I'm not putting on pom poms at home going, go Donald Trump. You know, I don't either. Right. When he does things right, I I talk about him. When he doesn't do things right, I criticize him. But we finally are at a point where we can start addressing these things. And we're addressing racism. We're addressing feminism. We're addressing classism and all these other isms. And we're also addressing the lying that these media types and the Jussie Smollett's of the world are doing. And, you know, I, I think it's really funny because we've seen with the Jesse Smollett story, it, there's also this huge list that came out on a number of different conservative websites where they talked about how just how bad this has been, Kevin. It's not just one instance. This isn't a single solitary smear. This is a campaign that was launched in November of 2016 where over and over and over again, repetitively, white Americans who wear MAGA hats, white Americans who don't wear MAGA hats, anybody who was even thought to have had any affiliation with Trump, if you ever said, I like The Apprentice 10 years ago, you're one <laughs> right. of these people who beats up Fess blacks, up. <laughs> gays, uh, Jewish people, you know, people who go to church, people who don't go to church, atheists. Uh, the, the line, the, the list of yeah. people who are victims of these so-called MAGA hat-wearing oh, yeah. fiends is so long. Up. But then when you read the stories... 
and it's it's a Twitter. I think Ryan Svedra had a like a tweet fest where he just it's hundreds of, of instances, hundreds of hoaxes. Uh, you know, from graffiti on walls to buildings set on fire, a transgender person burned their own house down. I yeah. mean, we're talking about violence and property destruction of an untold. If if we were really this bad, we'd have burnt this hotel down. I oh, think. Oh yeah, but but you know what's cool about it is so. All those stories were developing, and they're hoaxes, you know, and they're fraudulent stories. And then you get the, 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 the perfect storm of it, right? You get this gay black guy who's a Holly weirdo. And so he comes in and says, oh, boy, you know, these two, you know, I call them redneck, you know, pro-Trump rednecks. Right. <laughs> you know, Imaginary because they were actually Nigerian. Right. But, you know? The, but, you know, the story was these two pro-Trump rednecks, you know, did what they did. And, and he raised it to a level that none of those other hoaxes could raise it to because it was the perfect storm of yeah, all of his, that, right? His Hollywood connection. Right, it's got, it's got the entertainment Chicago. who hates us. It's mm-hmm. got blacks who hate us. It's got gays who hate us. And Chicago, the and home of liberalism home outside of, liberalism. of you know, in the yeah. middle of the country. And so there's all these other little fringe symbolisms of liberalism that were there, and he got it to a level. And, and here's what's really cool about it. He got the media to buy into the most ridiculous story. There's not a person that had two brain cells to rub together that didn't go, that's just a lie. I mean, immediately I, I He start, held a sandwich the whole time. The sandwich and his phone. Made it home. And his phone. And he wore the noose home. Yeah. What black home? person would have a white person put a noose around their neck and then leave it there? Well, the thing that he said, I fought the F back. Well, you did with the noose around your neck? And, again, the sandwich. But more than that, since when is Chicago... The Mega home of country. Exactly. I, I, I defy you to find a person in Chicago who has two brain cells working, who would wear a MAGA hat in, per, in public. It's dangerous You, to you do. better be the UFC heavyweight champ. And strapped, exactly. which is hard to do and, in Chicago. Right, and strapped. And then, by the way, it's, you know, negative 17 degrees Polar or something. Vortex. So, you know, everybody would have on parkas with their hoodies up and all that. But, no, they, these two rednecks spotted him, the black dude, the gay black guy from Empire, in 17 degree below weather in recognized the park has recognized who he was and At said, night. isn't that that gay black guy from Empire? Mm-hmm. And decided to beat him up. So my point is, it raised it to such a level that the media bought it. I mean, if you didn't know the ridiculousness of the media before, you, knew, you, it, know. you knew it then, and there you was know. no way to back away. I, I, that's the silver lining here. And uh, as I heard our producer, he's, he's saying we have a minute left. Where can people find you and connect with you? He's, he, I told you he left St. Louis. I can't believe he left me there. But I'm, I'm going to be fine. I'm, I'm, You're welcome. I'm, you I'm and your family, family can visit me anytime. Yeah, we, we would love to. He's in the warmer part of the country now, which we're suffering you in You can't Missouri. shovel sunshine. No, Stacey. we can't. But we wish we could. Where can they find you? Uh, KJRadio.com. KJRadio.com. Kevin Jackson, thanks you. thank you and good to see you. My pleasure. All right. We'll be back with more right after this. Can solid teamwork building principles apply to all of life? Here's Tony Dungy, author of The Soul of a Team, with today's Uncommon Moment. In my book, The Soul of a Team, SOUL is an acronym, and the O in the acronym, S-O-U-L, stands for ownership. Though it sounds simple, owning your role requires you to be present, positive, proactive, and prepared. Even now, the players who stand out to me are the ones who show up faithfully every day, ready to work hard and give their all to whatever task is in front of them. They exemplify one of Scripture's definitions of faithfulness. Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart. Colossians 3.23 
In other words, they remain focused on giving their very best right where they are. They're also proactive, readying themselves for future opportunities. Tony Dungy, best-selling author of The Soul of a Team, from Tyndale House. More at CoachDungy.com. This is Just a Minute with Stacey Washington. New Jersey Democrat Governor Phil Murphy has just signed legislation making lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender history curriculum mandatory for public school students. California led the push and New Jersey Democrats are following suit. While private schools are exempt from the requirement, the majority of school-aged children attend public schools, so this is a consequential change. The law instructs public schools to include the political, social, and economic contributions of homosexual and transgendered people in the history curriculum starting in 2020. While supporters of the law hail it as another step towards eradicating bullying, it's clearly another strike against parental rights and contradicts the biblical worldview. This law also reinforces the idea that people are defined by their sexual choices instead of their character and actions. New Jersey parents must push back against the totalitarian actions taken by Governor Murphy and look into other schooling options for their kids. I'm Stacey Washington. Find out more at StaceyOnTheRight.com. The Dean's List with Janice Dean. A UPS driver from North Carolina makes the Dean's List for following his gut and becoming a hometown hero. Todd Holland works in Ashe County, North Carolina. As he was dropping off a package for one of his customers, he noticed that another package, which he had delivered a few days previously, was still outside the front door. That's when he said he knew in his gut that something was wrong. He began pounding on the door and yelling for an answer. When he tried to open the door and found that it was unlocked, he entered the house and found the homeowner lying on the floor. He then dialed 911 and waited with the man until paramedics arrived. He now hopes that his story will inspire other delivery drivers to show the same amount of care and attention to their customers. A lot of these people that we deliver, especially in these rural areas, us, the FedEx man and the mailman might be the only people they see during the week. So I told them, if you realize and get a gut feeling that something is wrong, you know, check it out because it, it probably is. Thank you, Todd Holland, for your great instincts. You made the Dean's List. Janice Dean, Fox News. This is Stacy on the Right with Stacy Washington on American Family Radio and Urban Family Talk. What conservatives need from urban America is support. Meaning, urban America is conservative. They may lack the languaging to say, hey, I, I, I lock my door at night. That's conservative principle. You know, I don't want more and more government taking more and more of my money. That's conservative. The way they live their lives. That's how lives are already lived. Saying these things to say they don't trust you. People, urban America right now under a falsehood does not trust you. What liaisons have you linked with that are already doing the work in urban America to highlight and spread our ideals of freedom? Not enough. Not enough. Not enough. So that's what urban America needs from the conservative community. That's the work that we're doing at Black Guns Matter already for the last three years. Hundreds upon hundreds of thousands of people reached. Um, and that's what urban America will do for conservative you know, principles and ideology. Welcome back to the program. We're live from CPAC, and we are really, it's, it's been so exciting to have so many people here who can stop in and talk with us. And our next guest is no different. It's Rob O'Donnell. He's retired New York Police Department and Brothers Before Others. He's media and a veteran, veteran of Air Force? Law, law enforcement veteran. So a uh, veteran nonetheless, public servant. I'm an Air Force veteran, so I 
tend to be a little bit partial to other veterans, veterans of public service and all that good stuff. But my favorite thing is that Rob often appears on NRA TV because he's a huge 2A guy. And I was the 2018 Journalist of the Year for the Second Amendment Foundation. So I have a little bit in common with him in that we do some writing for some of the publications that you know and love. And so I want to, let's turn his microphone up. Rob, thank you for joining us today. Oh, proud to be here. So let's talk a little bit about the Second Amendment. First of all, we know that we have a pro-Second Amendment president. We have a lot going on that's positive in the movement. But we also have Nancy Pelosi and the House Democrats currently working on gun control legislation. They want to push something through. What do you feel like we're going to see uh, in the way of pushback? I know the Senate, we still control that, thank God. And we have a, a pro-Second Amendment president who can veto things. Well, the fake feel-good uh, legislation, H.R. 8, that, that was voted on this past week, um, does nothing. I mean, we, we both know this. It, all it does is uh, uh, it's feel-good legislation. I mean, criminals do not buy their guns at legal stores you know that they're not going through the background checks regardless we know this uh, you know chicago taking they they did an ex extensive gun trace and and the guns are being stolen the guns are being used illegally they're not going to turn the guns in they're not going to go through background checks all this does is affect your law-abiding citizen who who is going to have to go through x y and z hoops especially people in the inner city where it's hard to get a carry permit uh, already yeah, yeah um you know not only are they going to put financial hurdles they're going to put you know extensive uh, uh, background checks, social media background checks they're putting in. You know, anyone who's about to do that, let's start doing social media checks on our politicians. Oh. You know, that's where I think we need to go before we start messing with somebody's constitutional two-way rights. Well, and, you know, Rob, so I have a lot of really, in my opinion, when I see someone who's a gun grabber who doesn't know the difference between a magazine and a so-called clip, someone who thinks all guns are automatic, or that there are guns that can fire 5,000 rounds a minute, or that you can attach a bayonet and a machine gun to the front of an AR-15. Those are not the people we need making gun policy. I was actually just looking when I was inside the main room at a, a woman running for representative in Massachusetts who went to a firing range to shoot a fully automatic you know, AR uh, M16. Mm. And she's saying that, oh, my God, I, you know, I, I feel more strongly that people shouldn't have these. Well, people don't have these. Right. You're shooting a fully automatic M16. It is. Well, that's a military-grade weapon. And you can buy an automatic weapon, but we're, it's limited to what's already been in, in creation since before 1982. Sure, with extensive federal licensing. You know, and it costs at like $2,000 just to get the process started. It takes 18 months to get through. Absolutely. When you're talking about your normal AR-15s that, 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 that millions of uh, law-abiding citizens in America own. Like me. Yeah, like myself. <laughs> uh, like my son, as soon as he turned 21, he's mm -hmm. in the military now. The first thing we did, you know, was take him to buy his, his first AR-15. Yeah. You know. It's our it's our right, you know. It's our right to be able to defend ourselves. It's our right to go in our backyards if you have the property to do so. It's our right to go to the range, and and making that harder and harder for law-abiding citizens is not the not the answer. So let's talk a little bit about moving forward. So we have 2020. Obviously, that campaign has already begun. We see the Democrats really arraying themselves to the left of Bernie Sanders, and we know that. For gun ownership and for gun owners themselves, we tend to be the quieter folk. You know, we tend to have our, our provisions stored up in case of a national emergency, but we don't tend to be the ones running around talking about in our, our average, average everyday lives our gun ownership. We tend to be very quiet about it. 
What do you expect gun owners to do to mobilize against what is really, it's a, a single-minded push from the left to exert gun control on us the next time they have the opportunity? Anytime it's threatened to the extent it is now, I think the gun owners do speak up, do start coming out and saying, whoa, enough's enough. Even the ones on the left, even the Democrats. You know, if you look at the, the, the H.R. 8 vote, there were several Democrats who voted, you know, against it. Um, because in the rural parts of America that may be de Democratic represented, you know, there's still Second Amendment supporters. There's still Constitution. So, you know, I think you will see that come up. I, I think you'll, you'll have to hit them with the facts to where, you know, okay, we've had tragedies that have involved guns. But the solutions you're looking for wouldn't have solved them and isn't going to do anything in the future to solve them. And let's not learn that the hard way. Right. So, um, you know, I, I think you'll get that pushback. I think we have to really hit the educational campaigns. Shows like we've been on with Cam, Cam Edwards and Cam and Company, you yeah. know, getting that information out there is, is imperative because, you know, he really hits the facts with the laws, the legal cases that are around the country. And yeah, such. I can't stress that enough. He's a Second Amendment expert who lives it. And... He's been in the movement for a good long time. So we're not talking about someone who's new, who maybe just learned about guns. Cam is an expert from way back. Um, so I, as we close out the interview, is there anything you're working on or anything you want to kind of push out there? Um, I know for, for all of us, we're here at CPAC, and it's, it's so many people, so much fun. <laughs> we're like, we had a great dinner last night. We went to a, like a radio industry dinner last night, and we heard some amazing um, chitter chatter. And we're going to talk about that up in the next segment, I think, uh, PETA's extremism on animal testing. And you're probably thinking, Stacy, what are you talking about at CPAC? Like, what? This is an amazing bit of information that I actually didn't know they were up to. Yeah. And it impacts every American because almost every American, I, I don't know anybody who doesn't have someone in their family, whether it's their extended family, who is using a, a drug that at one time was considered to be an innovation that was brought to market through uh, extensive research and then a little bit of animal testing and then human trials and then boom, it's in the market and it's saving lives. Um, so what do you what do you want to close out with and where can people find you? Uh, you can find me at, uh, at O'Donnell underscore R on Twitter. Okay. Um, the organization that I'm a board member for is Brothers Before Others. It's a national law enforcement charity. Um, we send flower arrangements to every line of duty death in the country. Um, so you could find us on uh, Facebook at Brothers Before Others and we're also at BBO Inc. 14 on Twitter. Fantastic. Look, it was fantastic to meet you. Very good. And to meet you, thank Jason. you for coming on today and thank joining you very us. Much. Great. All right, so that's Rob O'Donnell. And I'm I'm we're we're moving quickly and I know um, some people might be like, "Oh my goodness, the, you know, the interviews are quick, but we're doing it that way here at CPAC because we want to get everybody in and then we'll have you back on to talk um, in the future because this is the other thing that's really great. Once I get to meet someone and talk to them here, then I can have them come back on the show via phone and be some of our regular guests that we have on the show, which is exciting. I love meeting people here at CPAC because it tends to be a really kind of, it's like a little fishbowl in a way, but there's so many perspectives here. Um, I had someone approach me yesterday when I just arrived and I was coming to the booth talking about this really interesting uh, thing that I'm totally opposed to, which is abolishing the death penalty. No, I'm not looking for you guys to send me emails to convince me one way or the other. I've already made up my mind. But I just want to share that as a, an expansive part of the kind of perspectives that you'll see here. There are a lot of people here, um, a lot of different views, a lot of different viewpoints. And so people are getting an opportunity to hear from all of that. And the agenda for CPAC, you can find it online 
Uh, you can go to CPAC.org and find the agenda. There's so many people here. Uh, national sponsors, of course, the Republican National Committee, the National Rifle Association, um, and, and others, uh, Dragging Canoe, Pigeon Forge, and others. And so, you know, you can check that out online. And you can also go to my Twitter feed and my, um, I, I've got so much going on, but Twitter and Instagram at Stacy on the Right. You can hit subscribe at StacyOnTheRight.com. We just put up some videos of some interviews with John Malcolm and Corey Lewandowski and others that my producer was able to, to, to get onto video for us so that you can have those and share them. Lots of great information shared there, especially about the national emergency. Uh, I've been teasing this. So PETA's extremism harming everyone, and this is by George Landreth. He's actually going to be on the show next week to expound on this a little bit more, but I want to put this in your ear before we get off the air this first hour here. So PETA's airline is, PETA, PETA they don't have their own airline, PETA, the People for the Ethical Treatment of Animals, is actually bullying airlines to stop them from carrying under the, so under the plane where um, animals sometimes travel, they'll put the research animals under there and they'll fly them from wherever they're grown to, let's say, you know, anywhere else. They'll fly them out. And what happens is when they get there, the animals are not in, treated inhumanely. It's not something horrible that's happening. It's much more along the lines of, hey, this, this is something that has been heavily researched and now it's to the point where they can do animal trials. And all of this is managed by the Federal Drug Administration, the FDA. They make sure that everything is being done up to snuff. So then at that point, um, when the animals are shipped, they're brought in and they're tested in a very limited capacity to make sure that whatever the drug is can be utilized safely on humans for trials. They move from animal testing to human trials. And after that is when you see these drugs come on the market. Like, for instance, I've talked a little bit about our son being ill and he's using uh, a drug that was at one point considered to be innovative and it was brand new and it had to go through animal testing and human trials before it could be brought to market. And it's literally saving his life. Drugs like that will no longer be able to come to market in the United States if we can't have airlines flying, you know, a little shipment of the little pigs, because pigs have a lot of shared anatomy with us, and they make great test subjects. Um, rats, which also make great test subjects, you, you, you name it. So why is this so important? Because this means drugs that in the future could heal your illness. I mean, if you're, if you're healthy now, just think about 40 years from now when you're in your 60s or 70s or whatever the case might be, and you need some kind of really wonderful, innovative drug to deal with whatever you're, is ailing you, that drug won't be able to come to market without animal testing. And it's humanely done. There's nothing barbaric about it. PETA isn't actually presenting a case for this. They just bully the airlines by saying, we'll tell everyone you have animals using animal testing underneath the same plane that they're flying on for their vacation. But they do not say that the airline cannot fly a, uh, you know, your pet or a service animal. So it's extremism. And it's not about getting something to market that they want to get to market. There's nothing to this that makes any sense other than they want to control what other people do with animals because they believe animals are people too. It's pretty much that simple. So um, I will be sharing, there's an article at Red State, one at the Daily Caller, one at the Washington Times, one at townhall.com. And let me see, I think there might be one more here. Um, I'll be sharing these with you via Twitter and Facebook. Oh, and one at Newsmax. They're all by George Landreth and they all cover the topic wonderfully. Oh yes. So once we go to this break and we get back, guess who we're going to be talking to? Horace Cooper. He's going to join the program. You know, he's one of my co-chairs at Project 21. 
and National Advisory Council uh, for the National Center for Public Policy Research. He's going to join us, and we're going to talk about a lot of different things. And, I, you know, I, I'm just seeing so many fun people that I love um, who are waving and, and let me know they're here. We're going to be back with him as well. And I want to point you over to the Stand blog where you can find some more great stuff that we're doing um, over at American Family Radio. If you want pictures, if you want to see what we're doing, you have to go to the Facebook page or the Instagram page at Stacy on the Right or Stacy on the Right show on Facebook. And of course, if you're just tuning in and you're thinking, what's happened? I didn't see the live stream. Well, my live stream camera and all that equipment is actually back at home and I am here broadcasting. Oh, I see Evan say it, which I believe he's going to join the program this afternoon as well. Um, so, and, and also, um, uh, Brandon Tatum, Officer Tatum is going to come on the show today. Oh, you guys, this is going to be a fantastic show. Um, and so thank you for tuning in and for being with us today. Um, and then, of course, tomorrow. So you might be wondering, who are we going to talk to tomorrow? Well, it'll be more CPAC guests tomorrow. Um, and also, James O'Keefe is here. We hope to squeeze him in, although we're not sure if we'll be able to do it um, during the CPAC, but maybe he'll come on the week after. And we also have the opportunity to speak to some people from uh, Independent Women's Forum tomorrow and others. Um, Jeffrey Reynolds has written a book. He's going to join us tomorrow to talk about that. And so just you, you got to you buckle in and stay tuned. You're not going to want to miss any of this. So much fun to be broadcasting from here. I have to just for one second give a shout out to my producer also, producer Devin. Um, for making all of the good stuff happen. He's just been so fantastic. Um, he's done a great job of kind of corralling everything while I've been here. And I've just been so grateful for his work on this and, and just keeping things going. And he made sure our connection was right and all of that good stuff. And Oh, and one more shout out. I saw the queen of all radio, Sandy Rios, this morning. Or Actually, it was yesterday. I arrived yesterday in the afternoon and she was leaving. We're, we're sharing the same booth. And so you know how it works. A bunch of different people just come down um, through the day, starting in the morning with Sandy Rios and just moving the way, moving down through the day. Other people are using the booth. And so I have the booth for these two hours, and then after me, it'll be someone else. And so I saw Sandy. I was coming in, and she was leaving. And we stopped, and we chatted, and it was just so nice to see her in person. She's beautiful. Um, and and really, the radio standard here, she's, she just starts the morning off every day on American Family Radio so well. And so it was wonderful to see her, and I was really excited about that. So if you're leaving us now, fantastic. Have a great evening. God bless you from uh, Virginia. Or I'm, I'm in Maryland, I think. And if you're sticking around, you have One News Now, news and information up next, and then more me. All right. Thanks for being here.